What's going on, guys, and welcome back to Make Shit Happen podcast. You're about to listen to part two of my interview with Ian Jacobs. Ian Jacobs is a three-time world champion kickboxer who became a multimillionaire by the age of 30. I hope that you got a lot from part one, and I hope that you enjoy part two. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Make Shit Happen podcast. If you're a business owner or aspiring entrepreneur who is ready to learn how to stop procrastinating and take massive action to start turning your passion into profit today, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sam McLeod, real estate expert, six-figure coach, and champion athlete. And my goal is to equip you with the exact tools and steps to create massive success today. Let's dive in. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's my take on it. And it's, it's really hard for people, especially innovation. You've got a, the, the, one of the biggest things that I realized, like I, I did a SAFE program 20, 30 years ago and it was the first of its kind. We did it with Kim, Kim Klein, absolute genius. And it's um, at the first of awareness prevention program. So you talk about self-defense 30 years ago. If someone's, you, you can prevent stuff from happening. No, you can't. Someone comes at your knife, you can't prevent it. Yeah, you can. Like we know it's common sense now. You know, just have a look around. Don't be there. It's a bad environment. But we bought um, psychology, criminology, verbal judo specialists, body language specialists. We put all these experts together. We had a 24 martial arts. We do all this stuff. Physical defense is the last part. Do you know what I mean? So it's awareness prevention, deterring and communicating, then prepared defense. But what I'm going to say, we did this 30 years ago. The market's ready for it now. So, and that's what with Thunderball, we've got like, I've created like 10 steps ahead of this that's absolutely mind-blowing what it can do. But what I've learned out of life is I've pulled it back and do what people can comprehend, understand, educate the market and do with what people can touch by, comprehend and do in life. So that's one of my biggest tips. If you're an innovator, if you've got new concepts, if you've got something, you've got to keep it real. You know what I mean? Keep it real so people can comprehend it and do that and also make sure you've got the right people doing the right things at the right time in the right way. Mm. And um, how did you go about finding these investors? Like, how, how was it networking? Like, how, how did you go um, about? I actually, the, these people have the world's best superfoods. Like, they they they're big in the fitness and health industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they help create Australia's biggest fitness chain. Um, they business modelled it, franchised it, invested in it. It's a family they mm. started, mm. Um, and then now one of their. Uh, one of their things that they do is inner origin and it's mate, it's fantastic. It's the world's best superfoods. And um, when you understand what that does for disease prevention and health, fitness, long, you know, all that sort of stuff, it's it's mind blowing. But um, they've basically got master franchises in America and Japan as well. And and I basically um, it was a world champion, Sharon Anyos. She's five times world boxing champion. Yeah, wow. She's turned around and said to me, Ian, have a look at this stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, sure. So whenever I used to fight, I used to be on some sort of superfoods or something, you know, those multi-level marketing things that, that are out there because I, I, because of how good they actually really are. Mm. And um, so I had a look at it and it's fantastic, got involved. And when they saw what I was doing, they've gone, oh, wow, this is really cool. And when they've got their experts to have a look at it, they've gone, mate, this is really cool. We're interested in investing and getting involved. And um, so they're, they're looking at helping us. Would have already had franchises all over Australia. On the east coast of Australia, it wasn't for COVID, you know, so that's put it back a little bit, you know, and then, you know, all the things that have happened. Um, so, so what, yeah. I mean, out of COVID, like a lot of people have suffered, you know, from business-wide, uh, people lost their jobs, yeah. um, lost all their income. Yep. They've had to, you know, move move out of their homes, sell their homes. Mm. It's been terrible for a lot of people yep. um, but in your line of work like what have you found has been your biggest learning curve out of COVID 
Because oh. you've had a lot of events well, that I've even gone to where you've had to, yeah. you know, reschedule them because yeah. of the lock, the lockdowns, and, right. and all the all the crazy shit that's, that's been right. happening. We had we've had we've had so many golden opportunities ready to this thing to explode, and they've been smashed from COVID. Mm. You know what I mean? But like I say, you never give up. Stay true. Keep going. Um, but one of the biggest ones is, correct, you've got three sorts of success in life. You've got self-success, business success, and life success. Self-success is you, you know what I mean? And business success is obvious, and life success is goals, houses, wives, children, all that sort of stuff. But the biggest one to get through COVID is make sure you don't lose your self-success. And the easiest way to do that is through fitness, you know, singing, fitness, hobbies, you know, come here and play Thunderball, you know what I mean, get the stress <laughs> out, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's be, to be honest, that that's getting through COVID um, and helping through and all that sort of stuff is the, the main one is is your self-success and then never giving up again, staying true to what you who you are, what you've got to do, you know. Absolutely. Well, like is that your definition for success then, those those three that you that you named off? Yeah. 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 It, it's it's definitely you you've got to devote yourself. You've got to believe uh, and yeah, you, you, you've got to believe, you've got to devote yourself, you've got to stay true, your integrity, energy, devotion is probably the three biggest things that you need to really have and and then also making sure that you've got the right people doing the right things in the right place and, and structure and set up and all that sort of stuff. But um, and, and and you're gonna things are gonna happen, you know. Like like you were saying, you learn from the the mistakes you make. You learn from the hard times, like that fight that I was talking about with Manson Gibson that I lost. Mm. Oh man, that was that was like my whole life was to this one point since I was a kid, and I lost. And I came home, and you know that song came on the radio. Could a hurricane could have been champion of the world? You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god! You know what I mean? It's like it was <laughs> devastating. Irony. But the, what I learned from that fight was a hundred times more than I learned from any other fight. You know what I mean? So, you, and that's so your biggest downfall became, became your, yeah, your greatest success yeah, in that yeah. way. And it's like, and, and like mum, when she gave me a blood nose, it was my greatest, the greatest gift I had in fighting. So, what, what happened? That fireball that she created, by the way, I'd be in a fight, and you, you watch some of my fights, you hear the commentators, because I loved, used to love fighting people that knocked everyone out. They'd hit me with a knockout punch, and the commentators would go, Hey, wait for it, wait for it, here he goes. And the fireball go off and then I knock him out. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, like the power button on the, the computer yeah, yeah, game, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That, was the, that was the thing. So, you, you know, you stay true and, and the worst things quite often become your greatest things. So for, for, and people, for that knockout, like remember the 1.8 second knockout? Yeah. That was for my dad. My dad got cancer and, um, and uh, he was in hospital. Uh, they took him to hospital and he had 95% bone cancer. He left it that long from prostate. And they said, get prepared yourself, he's not leaving. I went to the gym and, and I, I tore a bag in half. I prayed to every guy of religion, please give me a sign. And there was guys there that, that were uh, matchmakers for the Anthony Mundine camp. And they said, you should be fighting Anthony Mundine. And, and, and he spoke to them and, and it, was, it was meant to be a $600,000 $600, fight if it went ahead and it looked good. So I went up and told Dad. I said, Dad, I might be fighting Anthony Mundine. What do you reckon? He goes, well, build a car, the mind will drive. In other words, get fit. Say great, all right. And I said it's a six hundred thousand dollar fight. If it happens, I'll get you home, because my mum's worst fear. They had their dream home. They worked all the whole family, the kids, kids, and all that. And mum's worst fear is dad would never get to see the dream home. I bought them the forty acres, and there's a um, the house was being built, but they were living in the shed. My dad never got to see it. Mm. And then uh, when when I went up and told dad, and mum's rung me afterwards. You're not going to believe this. Dad's pulled himself out of bed and I told the doctors where to go and said, "My son's fighting. I'm fighting." 
they gave him three days to live. He lasted three years. That's crazy. Mm. But anyway, that was, yeah, and that's where the 1.8 second knockout come from because Mundine said no. But um, Tarek Solak, number one promoter in the world, and Mick Gatto got together, $1,000 a ticket, put a show on in Melbourne. And uh, long story, I, I busted my eye socket training for it. So I couldn't, I ended up having to pull out. The doctor, the doctor said, you won't have any fights for the year. And 10 days before the fight, before the show, he turns around and said, your eyes healed, don't ask me how, you can fight if you want. So I had 10 days to lose 15 kilos. 15 kilos. 10 days, yeah, and I did it and then got the 1.8 second knockout. So I've actually seen the video of this. Now it's mm. on, it's actually on YouTube for anybody that um, is interested and curious to see this go down. It's quite crazy. Ian, Ian you walk out to We Will Rock You by yep. Queen, is that right? Yeah. I've got to say one of my all-time favorite tracks and yeah. I, I train to that song with, with you actually a lot. Yeah. And yeah. Um, every once I see you walk out to this song and, and knock this guy out, yeah. um, it gives a whole new meaning to the song for me. And yeah. I remember you walking out like, mate, you were ripped to the shit house. Uh-huh. Like there was not an ounce of fat on you. You walked out through this road with your red gloves on, I believe. You, you had your, it was I'll your forget, red gloves yeah. on and you walked out in the ring and you're just jumping in the corner yep. talking to your, um, trainer. your, your trainer and yeah. um, Spencer and you were just bouncing in the corner. Yeah. And um, what was what was the guy's name? The, uh, Stanley Mendex, Headhunter. Well, headhunter, that's 80 right. 80 fights, 40 knockouts. The Headhunter, 80 yeah. fights, 40 knockouts and yeah. the bells rung. Cool. And explain to people exactly what you did. Oh, well, I didn't run straight at him. I'd run on an angle away from him so it looks for him it's it's like I'm going to do a jumping roundhouse kick to his leg is all you can really do from there so he went to check and then as he's going to check I've just sped it up and put it through the centre of a jumping front kick to the sternum to the sternum he just fell mm. straight down on the ground that, that's, yeah. this is all in 1.8 seconds like yeah. that is fucking quick and the funny thing was Stan the man he's a um, I think he's four four or six times world champion heavyweight him and I were probably the biggest names in Australia to create the kickboxing and, and um, he had the fastest Guinness World Record fastest knockout, seven or eight seconds, and he was commentating. So they knew that's how come when you hear it, you'll see it. They knew straight away that <laughs> the new world record was set from there. That's crazy. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. Um, but that was for dad, mate. Now, yeah. And again, the, the power of passion is ridiculous. If you can bring that into business, if you can bring that into your life, if you work for your family, if you work for your purpose, if you do charities and you want to help people and you want to do something, to, that's where the true power comes from. Um, yeah, and, and, and things that deter you, you know, like that's like that's sad point made me so powerful. So let's, you know, they're the things that um, you, you quite often miss and you can put yourself in a hole. And, and my best life... Uh, achievements have come from my darkest points. You know, I mean, when you're left all alone and you're there, if you're a good person, if you're a true person, if you dedicate yourself and do all that sort of stuff, it's where the magic happens, where you can create something and then it's like putting a peg on the moon, you know, boom, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do. You know, so if you get down out there, that's your opportunity. It's your opportunity to start again. So for all these people that are starting their business now, it's from scratch, yeah. they're a bit unsure. Um, they're feeling probably a bit scared to go out there and, and put themselves out there to be like, yep, this is, as you yeah. said, putting the peg on the moon. This yep. is this is me. This is what I do. Yep. Um, they're scared to make that leap, scared to make that jump. Yep. Um, and they're, they're worried that they're going to look like a fool or they're, they're scared about what the outcome is going to be. What would you say to them? Well, this is where it's really important to understand these very two important things. One, if it's something that people are already doing, talk to people that you know that have done it or find mentors that understand it or know friends that have done it and, and trust that, go with that. If it's new, 
and it's something that no one's ever done, don't listen to anyone because they can't comprehend it. It's really hard. One of the biggest things I've learned in life is if you've created something new that doesn't look like something else, doesn't smell like something else, doesn't work like something else, business people will deter you, even like friends. It's been the, the biggest, hardest thing in my life is when you create something absolutely new. You know, sometimes you'll get people that will help you, but a lot of the times if, you, if you're starting off and you're young or you, even if you're older and you've come up with a great idea, and especially in Australia, Australia's are big knockers. Like you take things to America or, or Japan, it's, it's great. It's like the Thunderbolt I'm doing now. Mm. Uh, it's great, it's going to work. I know if this thing's in America, it would just explode like yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Like they really get behind new concepts, new ideas. Here, when people can't comprehend something, can't relate it to something, can't put it the same as, you know, like people were trying to compare it to CrossFit and I'm going, mate, it's a whole, it's a new sport. It's not, it's nothing like it out there. It's new. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the whole Good. I've, the I've whole found thing. that too, being in the, you know, in the, in the coaching space and the property space with, you know, mm. the amount of people that I talk to and deal with on a day-to-day basis, there is a, real I don't like to use the word problem but there is a real um, stance on the whole tall poppy syndrome yeah. within Australia yeah, totally and it's it's hard to really get an understanding of kind of where this has all come from because like you said you go yeah. over to the states or Europe yeah. or Japan or whatever yeah. they're, they're all for it like they, they support it they go crazy yeah. about it they want to yeah. jump up in the air and scream yeah. and, and make noise whereas yeah. In Australia, so if they can't comprehend it, yeah. it's, it's oh, I don't want to know about it. About it. Yeah, I, no. And also the fremenies. You know, one of the things you really need to watch out in life is, is fremenies, people that pretend to be a friend and your enemies. Trust me, you, they're, and they're out there. You've got to be very careful of that. But I'll give you these three things also. Really, like, I call this the 11th commandment, time tells all truth. It's And when I was, I started saying it when I was six, when I knew. I go, I'm going to be champion of the world. People go, yeah, okay. I go, no, time will tell. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've known so many things and I'll go, time will tell and I've proven it again and again and again with so many things. And the 12th is trust is only proven, never said. Don't care what someone says. Don't care what they do. When people say stuff, yes, so many people will say, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to, you know, yeah, 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 and, and they don't follow through. And those two things, and they're the two things that mainly will find out who your mentors are, who your people are, who your friends are, who your partners are. And the biggest one in life, whether it be a relationship, a friendship or a business partner, look at it this way, a figure eight, like a figure eight. Okay. A relationship isn't an O, they don't own you and it's not two separate zeros. All right. So put it towards a relationship. It comes together. Everything they do helps you become more powerful or more most everything. You can one can do everything, but 80-20 rule and everything you do helps them. So, and that over time tells the truth and it's proven and brings it back. So that's probably the biggest tip you can have is uh, creating that figure eight in your business, in your personal life as well, yeah. And and what would you say keeps you inspired and motivated day to day? My daughter, my children. I've got, got a 32-year-old boy that just owns his world, computer scientist, artificial intelligence in the States, and he's just the dream. He was a dream child, like super intelligent. Like I remember... Um, I remember him being four. And my, I hadn't saw my mates for a few years because, you know, when I was younger, I was a bit of a run around and they were a bit tough and that, you know, like the old school boys and we caught up for a barbecue and they're like, you teach him to fight? And I go, have a look at him. He's on a girl's lap giving a kiss as twirling. I go, why would I teach him to fight, man? You know, like, <laughs> why would I do that? It's not, his, it's not his gig. And, and I was so glad because, like, they all grow up and their kids are 18, 19, and, you know, they're getting calls, Dad, come and help me out. I'm in the pub. I'm going to fight. You know, my kid's like, hey, Dad, I just bought a new car and I got this new computer system. And I'm like, da 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, son, that's great. You're getting beaten up, Dad. Come yeah. down and show these guys and, what's up. And my daughter, mate. And my daughter. Oh, my yeah. God. My, my, she just turned six the other day, Havana. 
she is just an angel. Like if, if if children don't motivate, if they're not the most precious thing in your life, I don't know. You, know, you just the world stops when they're there, you know, and they're around you, and you know, you you, you share that magic, you know, and it's an opportunity to make a better a better creation of yourself, mm. you know, and they're you, and they're just broken off, and and that's the sort of stuff that really motivates really motivates me, and um and also because um I'm devoted to the, my third goal. You know, making the biggest, fastest franchise on the planet in five years. And the funny thing is, is when I first said that, business people go, you're dreaming. It takes 10 years to prove a business. But I've seen two fitness experts, like they've had franchise experts in, in the fitness industry go, this could be bigger than, well, one of them goes, this could be bigger than F45. One goes, it's the best thing they've seen in, in 10 years. So when you get that sort of clarification from those sort of people, I don't care what anyone else says, you know. Because it is quite unique. Like, as you said, it's kind of like a squash court. Um, you've got this... Big fun. blue squash ball that you not squash ball, but kind of medicine ball, ball yeah. that you're kicking, elbowing, you're punching, yeah. um, and, and like you said, like you can you can verse, uh, it can be man man versus yeah. woman, it can yeah. be old versus young. My girlfriend young. beats me. My girlfriend beats me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, so no size, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I know where Phil DeBella came down. And he's playing his son when his son son first. I was training his son. All these like. Um, uh, playing the game and Phil would be hitting the ball to him nice and easy, you know. And then he left at four weeks and he come back and his son's like kicked his butt, you know. And now now he's come back, he's playing a bit more. He, he's a he's a very good player actually, Debella now. Mm. Yeah, but uh, there's no size of difference. And my girlfriend, I remember I'm playing the game and my business partner's husband is a 10th-degree martial art master. And him and I are playing with them, you know, and just playing around. They go, we're going to beat you. They spent two weeks, came in every day, trained. They go, right, we're on. And we're like having a giggle. Yeah, we'll get in there. And we played five games. They smashed us for four. We won one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things I'm admitting it. But um, it's, that's what's great about the sport. Yeah. You know, it's exclusive to everybody. And I've got to go off off, off subject slightly. I've had, got some questions that um, people wanted me to ask you. Obviously, mate, being the level of, of degree of athlete that you you were in your prime and, and yeah. being a three-time world champ, if you were to, to fight someone like the great Iron Mike Tyson, yeah, would, do you think that you'd stand a chance in, in, in beating him? Yeah, of course. In, in my time, not now, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 52-year-old man. Well, everyone's boxing nowadays. He, he had a fight yeah. not too long ago with... Um, yeah. Uh, who was it? I think it was uh, was it Roy Jones Jr. I think he fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had fought yeah. with Roy Jones Jr. And, and that's you're, the thing. you're quite close with. I, I, that's, that's the thing. I um yeah I've, I I speak with Roy Jones. He's um look he's coming over in August, which would be great. Having a look at what we're doing and mm. and um I, I know once he once he plays this sport and once he plays it he'll be he'll love it. It's it's great for fighters. If you're a fighter, you come down. What it does for fighting, it's all the things that you can't be taught in fighting: footwork, precision, power, timing. All that sort of stuff, but um, Roy Jones to me, I remember when like they, I know they had that fight. It was Mike Rand. It was an exhibition about Mike Tyson was all over it, and I picked it. I said, whoever's got the better footwork, and you know the, the more in touch footwork, it's the end hidden rule. We'll get it because I realised from doing my game that that's the biggest thing where comeback fighters stuff up. When you um, punch a bag, you're standing still. When you're hitting pads, you're standing still. When you hit, when you spar, you're not moving much. A fight's dynamic. You're moving around. So your nervous system shuts down. And I realized that when I did the ball game, when you train it a certain way, like for fighting, mm. it shuts down. So um, I realized that and that's what that's what happened. But um, for me, as a fighter, when I was in my prime, I, I, I was like, I was confident to fight anybody. Don't Mike. Don't Mike, like anybody. Anybody. You don't give a shit. Yep. Didn't care. Wow. When it comes to, I guess... To summarise everything that we've spoken about today, yeah. Um, for all these new aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners, 
if you were to summarize everything, what would you want someone to take away from listening from today's episode? Yeah, the, the biggest one is making sure it either is your desire or creating it to be your desire and finding how to make a desire. And it might be the fact that your, your workplace might not make you desire it, but because of what you do with it, it gives you the power to buy your wife something, your children something and create that desire that way, you know, to create that sort of devotion. But you've got to turn the wants and the needs into desire, you know what I mean, and devotion and devote yourself, man. Remember, success starts where everyone else stops. And having a balanced life too, like you've really got to have that um, home life, the love, you know, just be extreme, man, extreme, extreme, extreme lover, extreme, you know, fighter, extreme business person. Life's extreme. So the more extreme you can be with it and the more intelligent work you do, more than hard, the better. Um, finding mentors is, is a part of creating that team and the, the friends and the circle. Mm. And I call it Knights of the Round Table. You get a lot, of, you, you can sit down with a, a few mates that are super successful and bounce things off each other, having a beer, and it's sensational. You know? So, so h- how how important is, like, obviously, Spencer was your, was your mentor. Did you have oh, any other yeah. mentors yes, in I your did. life? Yeah, yeah, my brother, Steve. Steve yeah. was the one that taught me to fight. My dad's ex commando. He taught me if I needed to save lives and you know and lives that he told me that stuff but um wayne was definitely my the the reason i'm who i am and did what i did in that industry you know what i mean and and uh, there's been plenty of other people out there in my life that have been um, great true friends and mentors in in business and stuff like that as well yeah fantastic well um I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there, Ian. But yep. um, mate, again, just want Fantastic. to extend my, my gratitude for Sensational coming on Sammy. today, mate. It's <laughs> um, I definitely think that we'll have to do another episode because it's just so hard sure. to get everything into into one. It is encapsulate into one episode, mate. It's just you can't do it. But um, I, I yeah, again, appreciate you coming down, mate, and thank you uh, to all the listeners, hey, mate. And great, good luck with all this, man. You're going to do really well. It's awesome. Thanks, Love you, yeah. bro. Bye. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you've learned something from today's episode and know the next steps to focus on in your business. Want more resources to jumpstart your journey? Click the link in the show notes to see what else I have to offer and book a call with myself to jumpstart your business and make shit happen. I specialize in helping people turn their passion into six-figure businesses to replace your nine-to-five through online education and high-ticket coaching. If this is something that interests you, you can reach out to me through any of my social media outlets in the description below. 